What up, y'all? I'm back with more to share. But while I'm sharing, I'll be loading up the dishwasher and keeping it real, multitasking. All right. So this particular episode, I'm going to share a little about myself, uh, share my story with you. And I believe hearing another person's story is beneficial because you never know how much you really have in common with someone. Oh my goodness, Chico. Okay, I'll let you outside. Stop yelling at me. Go ahead. Be free. Ugh. He's so vocal sometimes. My cat, Chico. Meow. Meow. I know you hear me. (laughs) but I love him though I love him so much I've never I've never experienced a creature like him and we have this connection like I, I know what he wants I know what he's saying I know what he wants to say you know I know when he's expressing affection I know when he's being an asshole. <laughs> I mean, he still is a cat. But he is a, a wonderful being that I've been privileged to care for. I'm grateful. So, yeah, I was saying that uh, you never know that you, you know, you and someone else have something in common if you don't know, you know, a part of their story. So. Oh, where do I start? A little, where do I start? Well, let's start somewhere in the beginning, but not quite the beginning. I, once upon a time, I was in foster care. My brother and I were in foster care because I had experienced child abuse. My grandfather's wife uh, beat the crap out of me, and uh, and because of it, I got sent. My brother and I were separated from each other and put into uh, different foster homes. Now, here's something in this this particular part of the story or of my story is important to me because it helps me to bring the lessons of my past to my present to ensure a better future for all children okay in my story i realized something about parents and because because I'm I became aware of this thing about parents, I had to acknowledge something and also let something go. So what had happened was my brother and I went to live with my grandfather and his wife, and uh, we were left in his care. My mom worked; had always worked at night, and. Uh, 
you know, we, we move around a lot just so my brother and I had a place to stay while she worked. Um, but my mom had experienced uh, a trauma that ate away in a, uh, so to speak, that ate away at her mind. And so she felt it better that my brother and I stay with my grandfather. So we did. And, you know, my mom would come and visit and stuff and everything was cool. I'm happy. I got my pop pop, you know, and then something happens between my grandfather and his wife and I see him less and I'm not really realizing what's happening. I just, you know, know that I see him less, but I'm always happy to see him and, you know, we play. Pop pop, you know, he called me his hot dog, his football, and all that. That's what he called us. <laughs> uh, you know, pop pop. But then we didn't see him at all, and uh, his wife, who we were left with, started. You know, she was experience. She was. I, I don't want to say she started spazzing out. But she was reacting to whatever caused them to be apart. And, and um, I would like to acknowledge that my grandfather was a rolling stone. Papa was a rolling stone. Yeah, that was my grandfather. He just had a way with the ladies. And he was, like, it looked like from my perception, he was always on the move. So, you know. Not hating on my grandfather, just stating some some uh some things I, I observed as a child. Um but yeah, so she was reacting to his absence and 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 I was too and didn't even know it. No one knew what was really going on with me. I had started uh acting out like I would get in trouble in school. I was stealing from the corner store and I got my cousin involved. So we both got in trouble a lot because of me. Um, Like I I didn't know that's what was happening. You know, I'm a kid, not really understanding my surroundings and and what's really happening because I, I just don't know, you know? And so because of that, it's it's making her respond to me and take the frustrations of the absence of my grandfather out on me. So I became an easy target. And, uh, and yeah, I was, she beat the fuck out of me. Uh, I got beat with a police baton because I accidentally uh, closed my brother's fingers in a car door. It was an accident. Like, I would not intentionally fuck my brother up unless he did something that he deserved to get his ass whooped. You know, and even then, it's like, you know, it's me. Like, I'm just going to be mad at you and just not talk to you for for a while. That's That's just what I do, you know. But uh, let me check to see if this thing is still recording. Sometimes my phone is not my friend. Oh, it's still recording. Look at that. 
Ah. Grateful. Thank you. So, what was I saying? Fucking my brother up. <laughs> uh, dang, where was I? I started acting out. Uh, yeah, nobody. Where was I? But yeah, I, I started acting out and didn't even know. And then one day she comes to me after being in trouble, you know, me being in trouble in school for the umpteenth time. And she says, if you don't behave, I'm going to take you away from your mother and you will never see her again. First of all, let me point out that I have had, I've always had this eternal undying love for my mother and that love reaches across half uh, past lives on some real shit okay i have never ever said to the universe to god to jesus i wanted a dad i have always always looked to my mother and that like regardless of what happened and what happened what was allowed well, you know, the failures and all of that, the undying love for my mother is still present. However, it's been refocused and reshifted because I'm a grown ass woman now. Okay. But as a child, my mother, my mother was God, <laughs> you know? And so for her to say that to me as a, a scare tactic to get me to behave. All that did is turn the rebellion meter all the way up to what the fuck. And I rebel, I did. And I and still, I did not know that that's what was happening to me. No one knew. No one knew. So I got in trouble even more. So much so that she started, like, the punishments got worse. I got locked in the basement for hours without access to food uh, or bathroom. So I, I used a litter box to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I, uh, she got mad at me and threw me down the steps by my hair when I had hair. <laughs> and I remember she beat me unconscious with a slipper. I'm not even sure how that was possible, but I just remember waking up with a Band-Aid on my forehead. And my uncle, um, my uncle Jeff, the youngest of my mom's brothers and sisters, he was like sitting next to the bed, you know, like holding my hand or like, like, you know, rubbing my, my hair or something, looking worried as shit. You know, and then there's the, you beat with an extension cord, then the, the thick leather belt that's about a quarter of an inch thick, you know, getting beaten with burns. You know, that's some country shit, but she was from the country, so she was using country-ass tactics on my city ass. <laughs> for real, like, I've experienced a lot of shit, for real. And... Still not knowing what I'm doing, like I, I, like there is no communication coming from me saying that 
this is what's happening to me because, or this is what I'm feeling because I'm not aware. I'm, I'm not aware. Cause I, I was, I'm a good kid. I was always a good kid, but all of a sudden out of the blue, I just started walling out. You know, that's, that, that's where we need to pay attention. But all this happened, and then finally, the last straw, I was caught stealing in school, and uh, they came, she came and got me, my, I'm just calling my grandmother, because, you know, through marriage, she married my grandfather, so it was my grandmother, and she came, got me, and she told me she was going to cut my fingers off. Not only did she tell me she was going to cut my fingers off, <clears throat> She told me to get in my little girl panties and t-shirt and lay out newspaper on the floor in the in the part of the basement where the her two St. Bernards stayed. Cause she she was gonna cut my fingers off. And so apparently she needed space and a place where it'd be easy to clean up the mess. So yeah. And then and then what makes that so bad, my mom comes. And uh, and to because you know I got in trouble in school, and she's not knowing. You know, she's not aware. She's just like, why? Like, why are you being bad? Why are you being? You know, I know that was the look on her face. I I remember that. Like, why? Why can't you just behave yourself? What are, What is happening? You know. Like, I saw the look, and I'm like, Mommy, she said she's going to cut my fingers off. And she's like, oh, she's not going to cut your fingers off. Like, Ma, she's she crazy. Ma, this bitch is crazy. She's going to cut my fingers off. Okay? I believe her. <laughs> she's, I've seen some shit. I believe her. She's not going to cut your fingers off. And then she left. And then I'm in the... the I'm waiting... Like my mom left and I'm waiting for my, my grandmother to come downstairs and not, and this is, this is, remember, this is not my mother's mother. This is just someone that my, my grandfather married. Like I'm waiting for her to come downstairs and the, I, there's this anxiety building up in my chest because I feel like I'm waiting for death. Like for real, it felt like I was waiting for death. And I ran out the back door and I ran away. I had no shoes on, no socks, little girl, panties and, and t-shirts. Uh, you know, like the, like a, uh, it looks like a white beater, but it's little girl. I know that's not like a really good name for a t-shirt, but y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. I had the little girl version of that and I'm running and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And where I'm running to my mother. Now Logically, if we're going to use logic, I should not have known where my mother lived because we, like, I had only been there once. And I don't even, you know, you in the car, I was a little girl, I can't see out the window. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how I'm, I'm always protected. And how everything always works out for me. You know, I found my mother. I was running through alleys. It's dark as shit outside. And it was just like, like raining a little bit. Nobody fucked with me. 
Nobody stopped to talk to me. Nobody messed with me. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for guiding and protecting me till I got to my mother's house. Thank you, because I know that was you, yo. I know it was you. Come on. I, I remember trying to, to, to be lost. I've tried to get lost so many times, and I, I, I can't get lost, y'all. I have this internal guidance system. I'm connected into the, to the, <laughs> the archangel unit. Okay, I am part of. Uh, I, I'm tapped in and turned into, tuned into the Archangel guided system. Okay, I could just. I cannot get lost. I've tried. I did it when I was in Oklahoma after getting out of the military. Okay, I did it. I tried to get lost in Baltimore because I'm really not familiar with Baltimore, even though I'm from Baltimore. Like I've tried it when I was a little girl. I've tried to get lost. I just can't. Okay. I found my way to my mother and my mom looked at me, asked me, what, how did I get there? Why am I there? And I'm like, mommy, she says she's going to cut my fingers off. My mom takes me back. My mom takes me back. She takes me back to my grandmother's house because, you know, Bad kids run away, you know? Bad kids run away. And you're just running away from your beating th that you deserve because you are wilding out. Like, I know people would be mad at this situation and you probably feel like I should be mad at my mother, but I'm not. Why? Because everybody, I've told this to my mother because she acknowledged that moment like a few years ago. And she says, she, she says she was sorry. And that particular place in her journey, she was experiencing that trauma and she just wasn't seeing things clearly. And I understand that. I understand that you get caught, get so caught up in the thing that you feel is bringing you down that you can't see past that. And I, I told my mom, I said, mommy, we are many people throughout, throughout our lives. We are many people. We are constantly changing and growing. So I understand. That's what I told her. Um, but she took me back. And then my grandmother just, she beat the living shit out of me. Like, she beat the living shit out of me. And I didn't realize how much of the living shit she beat out of me until I went to school the next day. I went to school the next day and the teachers had to go to the bathroom. The teachers ate, took me to the restroom. I'm up, you know, I got my uniform on. I'm lifting up my shirt and everything so I can go and pee. And I see this huge bruise on the side of my ribs. The size of my hands now, I'm not a dainty woman at all. Uh, you can, you might as well say I'm a, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I, I'm, I'm not dainty. My hands are huge. At that time, I believe I was like maybe six or seven and, and skinny and small. That bruise scared me and I, I, 
got the attention of the teacher's aide, and she saw it, and she looked like she was about to break down and cry. And she grabbed my hand and took me to the teacher, and the teacher, you know, was 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 felt bad, and she, you know, a chain of events occurred after that. Grandmother came up to the school, and it was like, well, there's evidence of child abuse, Mrs. Hughes. And she's like, I didn't, you know, she denied everything. She took me home, and she said how she was going to fuck me up. <laughs> and then the police came to, this, to the house. The police came to the house. Two police officers. One was white, one was black. That's back when police were, were known as officer friendly. They are not known as that today. But that's another story. Uh, they came in, they looked me in the eye, said, is your grandmother, has your grandmother beat you or hurt you in any way? And of course, I'm going to say no, because the bitch is standing right there. So yeah, I said no. And then he being smart and be, being aware, he said, Mrs. Hughes, can you go into, you know, another room? And then as soon as she went in the other room and he asked me, he looked, all he did was look at me. I said, yes, yes, yes. She is beating the fuck out of me. Get me the fuck out of here, please, today. Rescue me, officer, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then that night, my brother and I were taken. You got a social worker. And we were, where were we? I think we stayed with the social worker overnight. Because it was late. It was already late in, I guess, Child Protective Services or, or whoever was located on Biddle Street or, or whatever. You know, they were closed. So we had to wait. So we stayed. But then we end up going to. They end up putting our, us with my grandmother's family. And they was beating the fuck out of us. Like, it's like, no, I don't want to go there. That's like, where do you think she learned it from? Like, come on. But long story short, we end up in foster care. And then maybe a little over a year later, we end up getting out. And be, we were reunited with my family. <clears throat> now. I said all of that to say for, for all of us adults, okay, children may not be aware of what is happening to them. They encounter so many different energies and they experience so many different things. They, they are still young. They are babies. They, they are not aware of the energy, so they, may, they are not aware of what they're experiencing. So before you go and you call a kid bad or you want to act out, you know, react to, to their behavior by just lashing out and punishing them or yelling at them or even um, beating them or being physical with them, stop for one second and ask yourself, what is going on? There has to be something going on. Whether it's, whether it's a behavior that's, you know, seems to be consistent or something that's just happening out of the blue. We need to pay attention to them and be mindful of how we treat them. We are not better than them. We are not greater than them. They are our equals. We, they, we are gifted 
with the honor of bringing and raising the next generation of humanity. The children do not belong to us. They are gifts from the divine creator. They are reminders of our future. So we are charged to take care of them. And at the same time, while we're taking care of them, we're dealing with our traumas, okay? Because they are paying attention to everything we say and everything we do. So if we are being honest with ourselves and acknowledging when we mess up, in front of them and we apologize, we say please and thank you, we say I love you and we treat each other with compassion, they're gonna do the same thing. This is how you create the change or at least one of the ways you create the change you want to see in the world just by doing it. When you are focused on dealing with your traumas, be mindful that people are watching you your animals are watching you. Your plants are watching you. The trees are watching you. It's that serious. It is that deep. Your children are watching you. Your family, they are watching you. Your coworkers are watching you. This is how we change the world. By changing ourselves, by rediscovering who we are and moving the bullshit of, out the way of who we think we are. Children are a gift. We have been entrusted with these gifts. Don't be quick to label a child by their behavior. Instead, investigate with compassion. That is important because we need to guide them, not tell them what to do, guide them and help them bring out the gifts that they came here with. That is, our, that is our responsibility, whether you're a parent or an aunt or a grandmother or, or a, a brother or father. That's what my Aunt Mamie did. She took her job as, as caretaker of children and family and, and people seriously. She made an impact on me. I know she made an impact on the lives of her granddaughters, her children, the people of the church, wherever she worked. She leaves behind a great legacy of love and compassion. So the message for today, now that you have a story, you have a parable to go with it. Be mindful of what is happening with yourself and those around you that are part of your inner circle. Be mindful. Treat them with compassion because you do not know what they are experiencing. Don't be quick to judge because you really don't know. You can only assume what they are experiencing. And don't be quick to anger when they cannot articulate the thing that's bothering them. Because again, they may not be aware. They may not be. And it's okay. But as a family, as a part, as a part of their support team, 
Just be there, be present in the moment with them and help them work it out. Let them know that you are there for them and that if whenever they need to talk, you're there without judgment. Be that safe place for them because they need it. Right now, kids are running them up because they, and they, they, they have this energy. Their energy needs to be refocused and redirected. And they feel like nobody is listening to them. All, they, all people want to do is tell them what to do. But they have a message that needs to be heard. And it's our responsibility to help them grow so they can speak that message. Because that message is their truth. And that message is from God. Why? They are gifts from God. They have a message. Let the children speak but we first must be open to receive the message that is meant for us. That means we are to remain humble because we are servants. And as servants, we are charged to lead. And in leading, we're not telling people what to do. We're we charged at bringing help by, we are charged with helping to bring out the best. That is our responsibility. That is how we change the world. I love y'all. Thank you again for your time. I love you. 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 Play this as many times as you you like. Share this. Because maybe someone else experienced the things that I've experienced. It may, it may not have gone the way that it, you know, it may not turned out as great. It may have turned out a little worse, it, you know, but knowing that me being me with the mind and with the, the energy that I have today, you probably wouldn't think that my past would look like that. But I, I have, I am a living testimony. I'm a living witness. I am a warrior. I love warrior. I am so determined to help raise the vibration of consciousness so that we can come together once realizing how connected we really are and how, how we are really one, like one for real. There's so many things that, that, are, uh, that we have in common and so few things that makes us different. All right, that's all I got. I hope you enjoyed. Share. Don't be stingy. Go ahead and share. I love y'all. Peace out.